Everyone knows that the housing market was on fire for the last two years, but what am I seeing now on the ground level in the Tampa housing market? Hey everybody, Melanie Atkinson here, Realtor with Smith & Associates in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. Does anybody else feel like the housing market is giving us mixed signals? It was all hot and heavy with us for two years, and now I kind of feel like we're being ghosted. And when you're getting mixed signals, it is easy to look at the best and the worst case scenarios, both of which I can argue with the housing market. But just like with relationships, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Sure, that giddy excitement is wearing off, but that just gives us an opportunity to enjoy a more balanced and healthy market. So let's take all the hype and the buzzwords out of the conversation and just talk about what's really happening in the Tampa Bay housing market. The average house price in the Tampa Bay area in the last two years has increased by over 30%. Nobody thought that we were going to be able to continuously sustain that level of price increases. We had off the chart buyer demand and less than one month of inventory to sell them. So as that pace has slowed down over the last couple of months, people start feeling a panic because of the slower market. We were sprinting at a 10 and someone just turned down the treadmill. We aren't struggling as much to keep up and having better footing feels like concrete shoes right now instead of better balance. Buyers, sellers, and real estate agents will get used to this new pace and realize that the slower pace is actually better for everyone. Starting around midsummer in the Tampa Bay area, we saw inventory lasting longer on the market. Inventory was finally trending up. Price decreases started happening because the prices on a lot of homes were just too high for the quality of home that was being offered. Buyers were able to negotiate again. However, well-prepared and well-priced houses were still selling fast and for top dollar. And how is that a bad thing? Yes, for sellers, you can't just throw up your unprepared house and expect to get 20 offers on it over the weekend. And yes, for real estate agents, we have to know our job and we have to do it well. But for buyers, it meant that whenever they came to look for houses, they actually had multiple options to look at. They weren't necessarily competing with five other offers, half of them being cash. Buyers are able to have reasonable inspection periods now. And if they want new construction, the builders are actually excited to have them in the model center again. Now, before you buyers get too drunk with power, please remember that we still only have about two months worth of inventory on the market. Properties in the most popular markets are still selling very quickly. I had a buyer lose out on a house in Dunedin just last week to a multiple offer situation. Also keep in mind that the housing market is notoriously slow in August and September here in Florida. Early August is when school starts here in the Tampa Bay area, so most buyers who were moving over the summer have already chosen their house by June or July. September feels like the surface of the sun here, and it is the peak of our hurricane season, so we're not exactly swimming in buyers in September either. Seasonally, our market it picks back up around October and is pretty busy for the next 10 months. So yes, inventory is up from two weeks to two months, but we are still a long way away from the six months of inventory that is typically defined as a balanced market. For an episode I recently did, I was doing the research back on inventory at the end of 2019, and we actually had three months of inventory, and it felt really low at the time. But for some reason, the two months of inventory that we have now feels really high. It is all about perspective. 
Let's talk about demand now. Do people still want to move to Florida? In 2019 and 2020, Florida had the highest influx of high net worth households. That means that people were moving to Florida at a higher rate than any other state. And we all know why people were moving here. No state income tax, lower cost of living, and great weather most of the time. And we all know that that trend continued during the COVID years where remote workers were moving from big expensive cities to more mid-sized, lower cost living cities like Tampa. But here's the question. With the increase of house prices, the increase of property taxes, and homeowners insurance, is Florida still an affordable place to live? And that is an answer that is still emerging. It is definitely not as affordable as it once was, but I do think that we were undervalued, especially on the west coast of Florida. For what this area offers, I do still really believe that it's a good buy for people coming from more expensive states. Our desirability here on the west coast of Florida is expanding into states that never paid attention to us before, like California, Oregon, and Washington State. International buyers have always been interested in Orlando and Miami, but they've started to discover the west coast from Tampa to Naples. However, for residents who have lived here for a long time, the increase in cost of living is shocking. And that is why a lot of current homeowners will not sell their homes. Where can they go that wouldn't be significantly more expensive? To support this higher cost of living, the Tampa Bay area needs to continue to grow and attract businesses with high-income employees. So while we're on the subject, let's talk about growth. Is it still happening here? Absolutely. Developers are still very bullish on the Tampa Bay market. Water Street in downtown Tampa has started to transform the city's skyline with tons of buildings opening in the past year and new projects starting. The Addition Hotel is the city of Tampa's first five-star hotel, which opens very soon, and the luxury condo residences above the hotel were sold out before completion. Midtown Tampa, the area between West Shore near the airport and downtown Tampa, is quickly taking shape as well. Tons of new restaurants, apartment living, hotels, and all sorts of cool things to do mid-city. Development is also happening all over the Heights, which is just north of downtown Tampa. Riverside Heights, Tampa Heights, Seminole Heights, seeing lots of growth. Ybor City is about to be transformed as well with the addition of Gasworks. That is a 40-acre parcel that will bring 5,000 new residences and around 500,000 square feet of commercial space to the Ybor City area. And we can't forget about all of the luxury condo towers that are currently going up on Bayshore Boulevard in Tampa. Growth in the suburbs is happening at a very rapid pace, mostly to the Northeast and the Southeast. Those large neighborhoods that are being created come with some super cool amenities like those beautiful pool lagoons that you see. Pinellas County is also seeing a lot of growth, especially in the downtown St. Petersburg area. There is construction going on all over the place on several luxury condo towers and apartment buildings. And with all of this growth, does it feel like too much is happening? No, it doesn't feel like too much is happening here. Most of these developments are selling out relatively quickly and the residents that already live here are very much enjoying the new restaurants, entertainment venues, and professional services that are coming along with all of this growth. Talking about all of this growth always gets me a little excited, so we'll bring it back down. If the housing market continues to slow, if interest rates continue to go up, and if housing affordability is a problem, then yes, there is potential to see a price decline in the Tampa Bay housing market. But will it be an adjustment or a crash? Now, I am going to go off on a very quick little tangent here. I hate the word crash. Nobody should be wishing for a housing crash. I was in real estate during the last housing crash and I saw very terrible things happen to very good people. 
I saw families lose their homes, and I saw houses stripped of everything down to their doorknobs. It was complete devastation here in the Tampa Bay area during the housing crash, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I know that the housing market crash gets a whole bunch of clicks on videos right now, but I would never wish that on my buyers or sellers. Okay, so back to the question. Will it be an adjustment or a crash? 5% decrease or 40% decrease? Obviously, there are a lot of economic factors that will weigh in over the next couple years to determine how much housing will go down, if it does at all. At this point, I have no reason to believe it will be anything but a housing market adjustment. One that was bound to happen as the market balanced out and buyers had more choices. The Tampa Bay area is on the map more so than it has ever been before. I don't believe that the appeal of living here is going to go down anytime soon. The turn towards a more balanced market is good and healthy in comparison to the sprint that we were in before. Frankly, it feels good to breathe again and have normal real estate conversations. I will continue to keep you posted as more housing data comes out. So one piece of data that I am always keeping an eye on that I wanted to share with you is the distressed sales market. So short sales and foreclosures, how many are on the market in our area? As of this morning, there are only 24 distressed sales on the active market out of the 9,493 houses currently on the market in these three counties. That is so incredibly low, but obviously I will keep an eye on that. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, melanielovestampabay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.